0: going to continue uh, our series on the Ten Commandments. Uh, As David, uh, Carl mentioned, this is our last. And um, as prelude, uh, I want to mention again, in the beginning, we only had one command, not ten, only one. And I bet those were the days, you know, to have just one command. Well, it would be nice if you only have one command today. But, you know, as you all know, we really messed that one up pretty bad. And resulting in what? The sin and labor and the death. I think it's a kind of warning uh, from God that when you do miss even one, there are consequences. Maybe God is saying, maybe I wasn't very clear when I gave you only one, so I'm now gonna give you ten. So during the time of Moses, God gave us ten commandments. I suppose we all rather have one instead of ten, because you know we can do one better than ten, but who knows? Maybe we can do ten. But you know, we couldn't do that either. And now we have a tens of thousand of regulations and laws that we have to deal with, but in the Bible alone, we have six hundred thirteen commands in the Old Testament, and one thousand fifty commands in the New Testament. Technically, of all sixteen hundred sixty three commands, they all fall. Under one of the categories in the Ten Commandments. I'll give you an example. Last week, our love teacher, David Silk, preached on, You Shall Not Steal. Everybody thought, Steal, I man, come on, how can you preach on that? It's really simple. Everybody knows. But he elaborated. It includes, in addition to the obvious things like taking office supplies from your own company, or taking away the condiments from the hotel rooms. Have you ever thought about that you're also stealing when you're wasting time in your company? Not being productive, horsing around and messing around. You're stealing the time from the very company who's paying for your salary. What about identity theft? What about plagiarism? Jeremiah 23:30 says, I am against the prophets who steal my words from one another. I didn't know it was in there. How about this one? As Christians, if we disobey God's command, that's stealing from the character of God. Wow. Never thought about it that way, but it is so true. With this page, you can get to see that there are at least hundreds of commands concerning God's character. So you get the idea. So let's continue to review the Ten Commandments. First, You shall have no other gods before me. You can see that this one is really another way of saying the very first command that God gave to Adam and Eve. They shall not have no other god before me. And the second one, you shall make no idol, is similar. Third one is you shall not take the name of the... Lord your God in vain for keep the Sabbath day holy. I'm going to get into a little bit more detail a little later on. Honor your father and your mother. Well, today is a perfect day to kind of demonstrate and show that it's your mother's day. You shall not murder. You know, it's I was kind of reflecting on that. You know, I don't. Nobody here really murders people, so it doesn't really imply to us. It looks like it implies to us on a daily basis. I am beginning to realize that if you are getting angry all the time and you are hurting others, you are in fact murdering their souls and perhaps killing their faith in God. That's murdering. Number seven, you shall not commit adultery. When you are disobeying God, you are committing adultery against God. You shall not steal. We talked about that. And today we will be talking about 9 and 10. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And number 10, you shall not covet. Let's start with false witnessing. Now this is really, really bad. False witnessing is really bad. You know how bad this is? God is saying exactly the way I'm saying. This is really bad. And he says in Proverbs 6, uh, 16 through 19, saying there are seven things that I detest the most. You know, our God will actually write that down. He'll give us ten commandments, things that you shouldn't be doing. And then he says, I just want to remind you there are seven things that I hate the most, that detest the most. There are six things the Lord hates. And he emphasized seven things that are detestable to him. Hoodie eyes, lying tongues, hands that shed innocent blood, heart that divides wicked weakest scheme, feet that are quick to rush into evil. In the case you don't know, the things that, the six or seven things that God hates the most, always think about your body parts. Eyes, tongue, hands, heart, and feet. They're the one who gets into all these troubles and God hates the most. And then here it is, verse 19. A false witness who pours out lies and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. This is really bad. This is something God does not like. The news that we watch today on TV, it's so sad. It's all about false witnessing. It's all about he says, he said, It's so much about just trashing one another. All kinds of false witnessing. It's just so sad. And we're expecting our children to watch all this. They're growing up seeing perhaps false witnessing is acceptable. It is not. When you are blatantly accusing someone, even at the hint of rumor, that's false witnessing. Don't be influenced by them thinking that it is normal. Someone's watching, and God is watching. And if you want to find a favor in God's eyes, you have to watch out. can bear witness, false witness. These things include misrepresenting an argument between the two people. How often do we do that? Misrepresenting the argument between the two people. It wasn't really a bad situation. But you go go to another person and just, uh, with some exaggeration, make the other person look so bad. That's false witnessing, teasing, talking about the gossips. These are the things that God detests the most. Because these things create dissension among your brothers and sisters intentionally undermining another person's reputation. Happens all the time. Oh, this one. How about just not doing anything and being silent when you know the guilty party is falsifying against the innocent and you know it, you keep silent. That's false witnessing. If you see something bad, you need to speak up for that person. Covering up for someone who has committed wrongdoing, covering up, not saying anything, as if that person didn't do it, that's false witnessing. Do you know what false witnessing is called in civic law? When you intentionally swear a false oath, Before the court. Or falsify the truth. This is called perjury. In the court system. Do you know the consequences. Of that misconduct. The perjury. For federal law. That's up to five years in prison. And in fines. Up to five years in prison. It's a serious matter. But. Just because we're not at oath, we do this all the time. Whatever false witnessing you're doing, even though it's between friends, if that's spoken at the court, and now later you're proven wrong, that could be up to five years of prison in a federal court. In other words, it's a serious matter. And that's one of the reasons why God says, I detest the most when people are false witnessing and creating dissension among people. This is one of the most evil things in the church. A lot of people, as pastors I know, why don't you come to our church? Well, I heard these things from my brothers and sisters. It's a false. It happens to our church all the time, even our churches. It's a serious, serious matter. He could hurt someone, leaving a permanent scar in their hearts. And God takes it very, very seriously. And that is why it's in Ten Commandments. If court says it's up to five years in prison, what about God? What is God saying? Well, I already gave you the answer. It's one of the seven things that God hates the most. The one he hates most. Our God, God of the creator, hates the most. And when you bear false witness, you create division, you create dissension, you create separation. When you bear false witness, you're breaking the harmony in relationship. You create discord and you steal from God's character. You murder the victims of their soul, killing their faith in God, in God and humanity. So let's go to the the last one, the tenth of the Ten Commandment. You shall not covet. Specifically, in the Bible says, "You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his." Male or female servant, his ox or donkeys, or anything. It says anything that belongs to your neighbor. You say, well, I don't kind of do that, you can say. "But well, let's look if you're really not doing it. And wondering why we're not always finding this favor that I want from God. Covering means in Hebrew to lust after or to long for. For with great, great desire. Desire for what? Say you never had an inkling for brand name products like Gucci handbags and things like that. Or call Han's shoes like the ones that I'm wearing right now. Just because you saw your neighbor has something all of a sudden that you want that. You want to use that slide card and just uh, a credit card and slide that and, you know, what you're really doing, the motivation behind that is coveting. You want, you never had a desire for it. All of a sudden, you saw your neighbor's house. They got this, they got that. And you want that, that's coveting. A couple, two, three weeks ago, when I came back from uh, Korea and the China trip and told you all about the trip. So I went to uh, this, uh, you know, places in uh, Zhangjiajie, the, the mountain, the beautiful, gorgeous place, visiting there for three days. And uh, I, we had to come down on late Friday uh, night. And Saturday is to rest. And Sunday, uh, I had to go and give message for pretty much all day long. So I was, wanted to prepare for that. So there are a couple uh, people uh, that we came together, a couple and another person, and um, I asked them what they're going to do because I told them I need to rest and stay behind. I said, well, we're going to go to this place and uh, buy some brand-name products. And uh, I said, well, what is that? He says, well, it's, it's a huge place. You go there, you can get any brand name products you want. Like from Gucci to Michael Kors. that's the only thing that I know. <laughs> that's pretty, well, okay, Kohans, right, things like that. And the thing is, it's exactly the same. Well, so what about the quality? Oh, no, quality is just as good. Well, they're fake. No, 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 they're not fake. They use the same material. To make this, because if the rumor goes that the stuff that they buy from this place does not last too long, they'll run out of business because they've been doing this for years and years and years, and everybody kind of knows it. So the product is good, they last a long time, but they used the same brand name. They copy the brand name, even though it was not made by the original brand companies to us americans that's called black market it's illegal i don't know what it is Is a certain culture maybe that's not that severely as we think that it's okay then i begin to realize that maybe in a certain cultures maybe copying is okay i don't know but the Christians is so clear, I think I read it to you. You can't copy in Jeremiah. What does it say? What did he say? Jeremiah, you cannot copy. God detests anything that you copy. I am against prophets who steal my word from one another. Perhaps our country, our culture, is based on biblical uh, uh, understanding, so therefore we know it's a black market, We know it's illegal. Maybe that's such part of the country. So I kind of mentioned, well, that's kind of illegal that's not right, that's illegal." And they had a like blank face, and uh, they moved, and they went to buy some stuff, and I stayed behind. I did not have this particular verse to read it to them at that time, but they went, they bought some bags. And I examined it. Actually, they look pretty good. But they use the same name, even though it's not made by them. What is really going on there? There is tremendous demand for this copied product. Why are there so much demand for this? They want the goods others have but cannot have. They are coveting. It means to desire wrongfully. It means to desire another neighbor's property, the brand name. They covet, they desire to possess something that the neighbors have but cannot have. Desire to copy your neighbor's product comes from coveting. Yes, right here. God says not to copy. Remember, I am against the prophets who steal my words from one another. When you do those things, God is not pleased. Another example is that me about, before I started my own company, in other words, when you desire to get a contract. When you're starting a company or you're trying to uh, do something. or you desire, uh, you need a new product. You need a new contract to work on. If you want that so bad, is that covering? No, it's not. But if you are desiring something that others have, that's covering a contract that potentially belongs to, to another, that company or somebody else, you're trying to get that from that person, that is very much coveting, which happens in the business all the time, unfortunately. My story is this. 23, three, four, some years ago, and you know most of my stories, and uh, being in the hospital, I decided that I want to start my own company. That's the only way that I can... Um, uh, Honour God um, to live God's way, and um, I gave resignation uh, to my company, and I was a principal, so they were really, really shocked. You weren't just simply employ you, you as the owner of the firm. You give resignation to uh, start your own company, and um, you know, so they were a little shocked. But regardless, I made the resignation three days prior to my last day at the place. I got a call from one of my uh, clients. Hey, Tim, I have an urgent need for your service. It's not a big design work. It's a consulting. And I need you to write up a proposal so you can get to work. It was three days before my departure. As I... Listen to what he needs. The contract amount would have been somewhere around $80,000. Something that I can do by myself. Without support group, without engineer, without architect. It would have been a perfect project for me to start to work on my first day at uh, my new company, which will be the following Monday. There was so much temptation in my heart. In that split second. I wanted to tell them, hey, can I talk to you next week, which is legitimate. Hey, can you call me next week? I'm kind of busy right now. Maybe you could do that. I wanted to say that so much. But then I realized, I am on my company's watch. That last three days, I will be paid by them. I belong to them. I was coveting that contract so much that I knew it's my neighbor's property. In other words, it was my company's property. As difficult as it was for me, because I know the client very well, he would have easily given it to me, I said, sure, I write a proposal. I wrote the proposal right there, and then I faxed it to him, and then he faxed to me within a day. And when I left the firm, I gave the contract to the person who is going to be responsible now for that office to work on. I am very proud. I did that because I know one thing. People are asking me, "How did you grow your firm from that to what it is today?" I usually recite this kind of stories. Do not covet that which does not belong to you. Trying to bring to your company, God will not be pleased. In a, be able to receive the favor that you're looking for interesting enough when i started the firm i didn't know what i was going to work on i had absolutely nothing in fact i think i told you before, before when i sent the, the letters out that, that monday that i'm starting your company and this particular kind calls me why didn't you tell me to wait I want to work with you, not the guys on the other company. Well, I told him, why did you not, you know, uh, why, didn't you, why did not you have to call me that particular week? You would have called me a week after? <laughs> Interestingly, that particular week or two or later, my previous company that I left called me up and said, can you help me to do this work? So I helped them. That's called God's favor. In kind of summary of 10 commandments that we've been talking about, let me review the entire uh, 10 commandments once again. You know that very one command that Adam and Eve were given. You shall not eat the fruit from the tree. You shall not eat the fruit from the tree. People just assume that the fruit must have been, uh, looks so delicious. So it was like an irresistible. Can I have the next slide, please? To to do that. But the fact is, the Bible is not very clear as to what type of fruit that was. Historians are saying that, in fact, it could have been grape, pomegranate, fake, pear, apple. We don't know. Nobody really knows. But that's not important. What is important is this. Why did they want to eat that fruit when they were forbidden to eat it? Why did they want to do it? Because it looked delicious? No one in the Bible talks about that. You guessed it. They were coveting, they wanted something that God had and didn't have. Adam and Eve wanted something that God had. They were coveting neighbor's property. Bible says, do not covet anything that belongs to your neighbor. Adam and Eve were coveting something that God had. They wanted to be like God. They wanted to have the same power as God. They wanted to stand equal with God. God. That's desiring something that did not belong to them. Yes, they were coveting. By disobeying one and only command, they disobeyed the very commands. I mean, not only very, every command in the Ten Commandments. Let's go through this. By eating the fruit, they disobeyed Ten Commandment number one, thy shalt not have no other God. See, they try to be God. They try to be equal with God. By eating the fruit, they disobeyed Ten Commandment number two: thy shall not make no idols. The snake, the serpent, wanted to make another God. And Adam and Eve fall for that. By eating the fruit, they disobeyed the Ten Commandments. Number three, they shall not take the name of the Lord, your God, in vain. Adam and Eve yield to serpent when the serpent used God's name in vain. When it said, you will be like God. That's abomination. How can we go to anybody and say, you can be like God? That's like cursing God. Totally disobey God. By eating the fruit, they disobeyed Ten Commandment number four Thou shalt keep the Sabbath day holy. You see, it was before the fall of man, they did not have to work, labor. Every day was a holy day for them. The day they disobeyed God and ate the fruit, they did not keep the Sabbath day. By eating the fruit, they disobeyed Ten Commandment number five. They shall honor your father and mother. Boy, that they blew this one up really bad. They did not honor Father God. By eating the fruit, they disobeyed Ten Commandment number six. Thou shalt not murder eating the fruit. It became the seed for murder. One of their children murdered the other. And this is continuing to today. By eating the fruit they disobeyed. Ten commandment number seven, they shall not commit adultery. They committed adultery with God. When they had an affair with serpent to dishonor God, they committed adultery with God. By eating the fruit, they disobeyed. Ten Commandment number eight, they shall not steal Adam and Eve. They stole from God. When they disobeyed, you are stealing from God's character. By eating the fruit, they disobeyed. Ten Commandment number nine, thou shalt not give false witness. Well, I kind of like this one. Can you imagine if you were to produce a movie out of this? Eve is, God is saying, why did you do that? Eve is saying, well, serpent told me to do it. That's a false witness. serpent never told Adam and Eve to do it. This is what serpent on the movie would say. serpent is saying, what? Eve, what? I did not tell you to eat the fruit. I merely mentioned that it would be good if you eat that fruit. I only mentioned it. I did not tell you to eat it. It was your choice. That's going to be the conversation. And that's a pretty clear picture of what actually went on. They are both falsifying because at the core, What do they look for? They look for intent. Whether you killed or not, physically, it doesn't really matter. Did you have intent to kill? Even though if you didn't shoot the gun, if there was intent, you will be sentenced. Did Eve have intent to eat the fruit? To be like God, that was very clear. By eating the fruit, they disobeyed the Ten Commandment number ten. "Thou shall not covet anything of your neighbors. You know they did that. They desired the power and the recognition that was equal to God. That's exactly what they did. They covered it. See, when you eat that fruit, you are disobeying all attributes of the Ten Commandments. Are we still eating that fruit? And because of that, it is absolutely impossible for us to be called righteous. Let us, let alone being saved, God is saying, you disobeyed my ten commandments. You disobeyed my first one and only command. I know. But yet God loves us so much He sent His begotten Son. And God says, whoever believes in my Son, if you believe Him to be your personal Savior, I will then receive you. Even though you failed one only command. Even though you fail the ten commandments, I will receive you. I will make your life go well for you. I will forgive all your sins. And God is saying that, you know, I have already done that. I have already shed my son's blood for you and paid the price for you. For this is my gift to you. Extended with my love. And I call this grace. One command that was given to us in the beginning was not to condemn us, but to show that we belong to him. The Ten Commandments were not given to us to penalize us, but to take us back to him. And Jesus coming to us was not to separate us, but to give us life through his grace. But you know what? We got one command, ten commands, and then we got 1,663 commands. But you know what? We're now back to one command. You like that, don't you? You just need to know one command. You know what that is? Believe in the Son of God. And really believe with all your hearts, all your souls, all your strength, and all your minds. And when you satisfy this one and only command, you will be satisfying All the Ten Commandments that is written in the Bible. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you so much.